This is the Ask Dr. Jill podcast, where Dr. Jill Wagner will have conversations and discussions designed to take the mystery out of medicine. Your next appointment toward living a healthier life begins right now. Hello again, everyone. Dr. Jill here. Thanks for taking time today to invest in your own health and healing. I have practiced medicine in the Dallas area for nearly three decades. If you would like to be a part of my practice, we'd love to have you. Contact information will be provided later in the podcast and also in the show notes. But for now, let's jump right into our content for this episode of Ask Dr. Jill. Today's topic is the immune system. So today we are hearing so much talk about the immune system in this current pandemic. It's not new. We've been talking about it for a long time, but it has really come to the fore since the pandemic has started. But do you really know what your immune system is? And Uh, Do you really know what it takes to keep it well? So we are going to talk about that. Our goal today is that we discuss the immune system. We give you some ways to maximize or optimize it and give you some ways to help it function better. But let's start by kind of breaking this thing down. Y'all know that I like to give you information because I think information is power. And if you understand what is going on with your body, then you'll understand why you have to do what you have to do in order to keep it well. So let's first talk about the immune system and the two parts of it. There's something called the innate immune system. So you know that anything that is innate, that means you're born with it. So when you come into the world, you have certain things that are in place in order to protect you. If we didn't have an immune system and an innate immune system, then we wouldn't get out of infancy because everything that we encountered would make us ill and we may not be able to survive. So when we hit the earth, we hit the earth with these uh, protective mechanisms in place. So that immune system keeps us well. It protects us from things. I want to talk to you about some parts of it. You have cells as part of that innate immune system. And then you also have things that are barriers like your skin and tears. Most people don't think about tears being part of the immune system, but they are. Because when something gets into your eye, your immune system, your tears are stimulated by your eyes. And so it starts to wash those things out so that they won't injure your eyes. So that's part of the immune system. The other thing is your Your gut uh, is a very important part of the immune system. It protects you because a lot of the cells of the immune system are created in the gut. That's one. The other thing is that, you know, when you eat something that makes you ill, let's say you eat some food that has some organism in it, and then your body starts, you start to throw up and you start to have diarrhea. That's part of your immune system because your body is literally trying to wash out that organism that's keeping you well. All of that 
is the innate immune system. Uh, it's an important part of the immune system. Uh, there, in, in addition to those barrier parts, there's also different cells like phagocytes, uh, which literally engulf pathogens. So if there's a cell, a virus or a bacteria or something that's circulating, you actually have cells circulating in your blood that will go up to those cells and gobble them up. So they are phagocytes. They are big, bad cells. And then you have these cells called natural killer cells. Now, natural killer cells are the bomb in that they literally will tag cells for your body to kill them. So if you got a pathogen that uh, a virus or a bacteria and one of those phagocytes has uh, eaten it up or it has affected some of the other cells, those natural killer cells will literally come along and inject chemicals around those cells or into those cells so that they will die. So you you have like this whole war going on in your body, but that's that's the innate immune system. Then you have your ad adaptive immune system. So the adaptive immune system is a little bit different. The adaptive immune system is more specific and targeted. So let me tell you what that means. That means once those natural killer cells and those phagocytes start to attack the organism that's trying to make you sick, then your adaptive immune system calls up T lymphocytes and B lymphocytes to make specific things to kill it. So you've heard of antibodies before. Those cells make antibodies so that they can attach along uh, on the organism to help to kill it. So let me tell you about antibodies. They're manufactured by the cells of the immune system after they're exposed to a specific antigen or, or invader, and they stay around for a while. So we're talking about um, in fighting this uh, thing that we're fighting right now, this pandemic that we're fighting now, we're talking about whether or not people who've had it have antibodies, which means that their body has kicked in and made these specific things to, to fight off the virus. We don't know how long they stay around, but we know they stay around for a while. So there's some things that we can get that once your body makes antibodies, those, those antibodies stay around for a lifetime because your body remembers how to make them. And so whenever it gets exposed to the organism, it starts to make those antibodies again. So, so that's why that adaptive immune system is important because it can kick in and start to do uh, produce those antibodies to help you fight off those organisms before you get really, really sick or before it kills you. So what organs in your body makes up the immune system? We talked about different cells that are produced, but those cells have to be produced somewhere. So adenoids are part of your immune system. I don't know if 
any of you guys remember, I know when I was a kid, uh, you'd go and get your tonsils removed and they'd remove your adenoids and your tonsils. And a lot of kids who were born in the 50s and 60s got that done and everybody wanted to have it done because you ate ice cream for a week. I know if you're not from that generation, that doesn't ring a bell. But some of you, that makes sense too. But that was actually part of your immune system. It was tissue in the back of your throat that made those lymphocytes and those cells of your immune system to help you fight off illness. That's why they stopped uh, removing adenoids because once science became aware of what it was, we decided not to do it anymore. Then the other part of your immune system is your bone marrow. Your bone marrow is where many of the cells in your body are produced. And those are cells including the macrophages, the phagocytes, the lymphocytes, those kinds of things are made in your bone marrow. So you can imagine if your bone marrow is not healthy, then neither will your immune system be. Another part of your immune system or the tissue that makes up your immune system uh, are your lymph nodes and lymphatic vessels. So why is that important? You know, if you get a bite on your arm or you get a cyst or something, there will be these lymph nodes that will swell in the arm or adjacent to the area. And that's because those lymph nodes are now producing lymphocytes to help you fight off that infection. And then in the gut, there's something called Peyer's patches, which are areas in your gut that makes immune cells. Why is that important? I think this is the most fascinating thing of all. 90% of your immune system is in your gut. Y'all heard me. Well, I won't say 90%, I'll say 70 to 90% because it varies a little bit. But that's a large percentage of your immune system is in your gut. So if your gut is not healthy, then your immune system will not be healthy. Another place in your body where immune um, cells are made is the spleen. So there are some people who are in accidents and that kind of thing. And so they have to remove the spleen because the spleen gets ruptured in trauma. And then they have to be careful about infections. That's because when you take the spleen away, you take a lot of those important cells to help you fight off infection. And then we talked about the tonsils a little bit earlier in that they used to take those out with the adenoids. So those are the places in your body where those immune cells are made. So let's talk just a little bit more about the specifics of those cells. Um, the phagocytes that we were talking about earlier, those are important. They can attack viruses, but they really, really attack bacteria. So they really, really will engulf bacteria. The largest cells are something called monocytes, and then you have macrophages, and then you have mast cells. Mast cells are important because those are the cells that carry histamine. So let's say a mosquito bites you, and you start to swell in the area where the mosquito bit you. That's because mast cells rush to the site 
and they release histamine and histamine causes swelling in the area. And that's a way that your body is trying to fight off whatever that is the mosquito has injected. So the mast cells come, they dilate the blood vessels so your blood can go through there and wash out this thing that the mosquitoes have injected. All of that's part of the immune system. And then the lymphocytes that we talked about, B lymphocytes make antibodies and they help alert the T lymphocytes so they can destroy in the natural killer cells and all of that. So what do we need to know about the immune system as we age? Often, uh, as people get older, they get into their 60s and their their 50s and their 70s, and you will hear, we've got this, uh, even in flu season, uh, we talk about how people are more susceptible to infection as they age. And people are more susceptible, are susceptible to infection as they age because that immune system is not working as well. So the elderly are more likely to contract infections, especially respiratory infections, because your respiratory tract is one of the places where we inhale a lot of things that can really cause us harm. And so as that respiratory tract uh, becomes more susceptible, we become more susceptible to illness. So how do we keep our immune systems working optimally. And this is the part that get your pencil and paper so that you can write it down and know how to keep that immune system doing what it needs to do. The first thing is diet. We talk about diet all the time. My children used to say to me, so mommy, will fruits and vegetables pretty much cure anything? And I would laugh and tell them, yeah, fruits and vegetables will pretty much cure anything, or at least it'll help your body uh, fight off anything. So it is so important for you to eat healthy foods. Now in plant-based foods, um, there are phytonutrients and phytochemicals, and we'll talk about that a little bit more in another episode. But there are things that help your body to fight off invading organisms. Also, there are micronutrients in there. So there's vitamins and minerals and those kinds of things. If you are nutrient deficient, the immune system that we've been talking about, those phagocytes, those monocytes, those mast cells, those lymphocytes, none of those will function optimally. And if they do not function optimally, you cannot fight off illness. So important for you to know. Then the next thing that is important for you to do is to exercise. Now, we talk about exercise all the time, and most people think of exercise as something that you do in order to lose weight. Okay, it does help you to burn off calories and that kind of thing. But the most important thing that you need to know about exercise and the immune system 
is when you exercise, you circulate those cells throughout the body. And when you circulate those cells throughout the body, they become more effective at getting rid of organisms that could cause you harm. And then a healthy weight. Okay, weight. What on earth does that have to do, Dr. Jill, with my immune system? When you have more body fat, you produce more inflammation in your body. And when your body is inflamed, your immune system is already engaged. Why is that a problem? Because if you have a pathogen to come along and your immune system is trying to fight it off and it's already engaged, then you are much more likely for that immune system to go into overdrive. An immune system overdrive can kill us as rapidly as a pathogen can kill us. So let's say you have some virus or something that is affecting the lungs. If your immune system goes into overdrive, trying to kill that organism, it can end up destroying the lungs. So that becomes a real problem because you cannot live without your lungs. Y'all follow me? So that's why you want to keep your weight at a healthy weight because you'll have less overall inflammation. And if you have less overall inflammation, your immune system can be more effective at what it does and it won't go into overdrive. Then the next thing that you need to do for your immune system to be really, really uh, responsive is that you have to sleep. And we're going to spend several episodes where we just talk about sleep. But this is what you really need to know about sleep. There's a sweet spot for sleep. You need between seven to nine hours of sleep. If you have too much sleep, that adversely affects your immune system. If you don't have enough sleep, then that also adversely affects your immune system. So you want to stay between seven to nine hours of sleep. And then napping, those of us who like to nap, even if you get 10 or or 15 minutes of napping, that has a positive impact on your immunity and that will help your immune system to be more effective. Then stress reduction is the next thing. I was talking to a patient this week Uh, who's having issues with their high blood pressure. And I said to her, these are the things that you can do, but stress reduction is really important. And she looked at me and she said, really, doc? Really? So we don't talk about the effect of stress on our bodies, but stress can really suppress your immune system. So when you're stressed, you're much more likely to get ill because those organisms are are circulating around and your immune system is not functioning optimally. So you're much more likely to succumb to an infection. Then the next thing is gut health. Okay, we talked about the Peyer's patches earlier and that those Peyer's patches in your gut is where a lot of the immune cells are made. If your gut is not healthy, then you cannot fight off infection. So 
prebiotics, probiotics, lots of fiber, healthy food, keeping your gut healthy and active and moving toxins and waste through are very, very important. And and so you want to make sure that your gut is healthy. Then vitamins and herbs. So we need vitamin D, we need zinc, we need vitamin C, we need selenium, B vitamins, herbs like elderberry, medicinal mushrooms, astragalus, and all of those things are very important for keeping your immune system healthy. So I tell you what, I know you've absorbed a lot of information today. Our next episode, we're going to talk about those specific things, the vitamin D and the vitamin C and the zinc and what they do. And we'll tell you how much to take and when to take them so you can start doing those things that will keep your immune system going. So quick overview, two parts of your immune system, the innate immune system and the adaptive immune system, the things that you can do to keep your immune system well, diet is critical, exercise, keep your weight at a healthy level, sleep seven to nine hours a night, reduce your stress, keep your gut healthy and do the right supplements, vitamins and herbs so that your immune system will be optimized. That's enough information for today. As always, thank you for joining me for the Ask Dr. Jill podcast. To stay connected, make sure you subscribe and follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or visit our website at askdrjill.net. I hope this episode has brought you one step closer to living a healthier life. If you would like to be a part of my practice, you can visit MethodistPremierWellness.com or call 972-298-2099. We'll also have this information listed in our show notes. Until next time, blessings to you and those you love. And I'll chat with you at our next appointment. Just a reminder, this podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not a substitute for care by a doctor or other qualified health professional. This podcast is provided with the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. If you are looking for help on your journey to wellness, seek assistance from a qualified medical professional. It is important that you have someone in your corner that is qualified, trained, licensed health practitioner, helping you make the health changes you desire as you venture toward the healthiest you possible.